Blairism without Tony Blair. Can Labour really pull it off? September the 6th, 2023. Here are a few mischievous thoughts following Keir Starmer's reshuffle of his shadow cabinet this week. Summertime has ended with assorted floods and raging fires wreaking untold carnage around the world. In England, our politicians return to Parliament. Conservative leader Rishi Sunak has been beset with a battalion of bruising setbacks, but has pluckily soldiered on with daily photo shoots. When these have hit the headlines, they seem to have been inconveniently connected with political mishaps. A Stop the Boats initiative coincided with a surge in small boats crossing the channel. The latest unfortunate story is the case of the crumbling concrete. As schools braced themselves for the new term, a national moratorium was called due to the new public enemy number one, RAAC, also known as Reinforced Autoclaved Aerated Concrete. Schools are scrambling for ways to start term without placing staff and pupils at risk. Education Secretary Gillian Keegan defends the role of the government in the crumbly concrete controversy by a potty-mouthed rant, swiftly followed by an apology. The Prime Minister, Sunak, has to defend his own direct involvement in cuts to the school's building funding while he was Chancellor of the Exchequer. Unsurprisingly, the Conservative government continues to poll with nightmarish results. This suggests that the Labour opposition is preparing to govern after the next election, whenever that might be, a rapid case of euthanasia by Sunak's flailing warriors, or a postponement of the inevitable to the last feasible date, which technically is January 2025. If there is a glimmer of hope among Conservatives, it is the polling of the party leaders. Sunak is as unpopular as might be accepted as captain of a sinking Conservative boat. However, Keir Starmer's public rating remains stubbornly no, comparable with that of the Prime Minister. This morning, Keir, Hardy, Keir, Keir, Harmy, Keir Starmer appears in a political interview on BBC TV's breakfast programme. This in itself is an oxymoron. Despite the best efforts of the cosy interviewer to appear a thug in a nursery setting, what do you say to viewers who believe you are not prepared to spend money in order for you to appear a responsible government, he asked. Surprisingly, Starmer correctly, correctly treats him gently with a few well-rehearsed replies. Later, a morning interview with Grant Shapps shows the government's new appointed defence minister who is also roving portfolio for answering difficult questions. Today he is quizzed on the crumbling concrete crisis. He appears shifty, partly through constant referring to his briefing notes. Now in contrast, Keir Sturmer again, in a face-to-face -face camera interview on the same issue. He seems assured and knowledgeable. The interview reinforces his style, which captures competence, but in a rather earnest and uninspiring style. It is tempting to extrapolate to the poll standings. Sunak is inheriting the general discontent of the population, suffering the aftermath of assorted issues from Brexit, Covid, the Ukrainian war, 
and its contributions to oil and food prices. Additionally, the turnover of leaders of the party and their impact adds to current dissatisfaction. Stomer is getting by on the Mr. Reliable brand. He finds it increasingly easy to deal with the traditional conservative claim that Labour is economically inept or dominated by unions and other lefty groups, now including lefty lawyers. Sakir is, of course, himself a former lawyer. But Starmer and his advisers are conscious of the volatility of polls, the power of a largely hostile press and the dreaded unexpected platform. The trigger action which had me speculating along the Blairism with Tony Blair was Starmer's reshuffle of the shadow cabinet yesterday. More experienced political commentators than I have noted the strengthening of the wannabe ministerial candidates of MPs with those of experience of Labour government in the Blair era. A spokesman for the left-wing Labour campaign group Momentum describes the promotion of a narrow band of Blairites unwilling to offer the decisive change the country is crying out for. The political website The political website assessed the winners and losers in the reshuffle. Tony Blair! No, really, the former Labour Prime Minister might be 16 years out of power, but his followers now look like a force to be reckoned with in Starmer's Labour. Labour's Blairites, named for their devotion to the former leader's brand of ultra-centrist politics, were boosted further in the reshuffle. Two Blair-era special advisers were handled big promotions. Liz Kendall, kept out of a full shadow cabinet job ever since she lost badly to left-winger Jeremy Corbyn in the 2015 leadership election, takes on the totemic work and pensions brief, overseeing Social Security. And Peter Kyle now has responsibility for shaping Labour technology policy as shadow science minister one of the most coveted gigs in British policy. So, the debate is beginning. Will Key Starmer be able to deal with internal as well as external opposition to the return of Blairism? There will be much confusion and a few unexpected events before any clear answer emerges. But don't expect an answer from me. I'm a distant observer reflecting from a corner office in my ivory tower.